Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to an extra special bonus episode of The School for Dumb Women. In episode 46, we spoke to Ema McLeisett and Sarah Breen, authors of the novel Oh My God, What a Complete Ashling, about how to write a book with a friend, what an Ashling actually is, and the importance of their character embracing the campaign to repeal the Eighth Amendment in Ireland. Of course, we chatted for much longer than we could fit in the podcast, so here's our full conversation. Guys, we're in a fancy London hotel room. What's happening? Who are these ladies? We are in a fancy hotel room, yes, with Ema McLeisett and Sarah Breen, who are the authors of a new novel called Oh My God, What a Complete Ashling. (laughs) (laughs) Is that correct? Hi. 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 Thank you for coming to my bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for inviting us. Yes, it's it's Ashling and it's very important. It was very important to you, Ashling, to pronounce it right. I see. Think of Ashling B. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She is a pioneer for us. <laughs> you actually sponsor her, don't you? <laughs> I wish, wish you'd be with us. Now you two are here to host a smart lesson for us, all about how to turn your social media account into a bestseller, which weirdly is what you did with your book. So I guess, first off, what is the book about? The book is about a character that Emer and I created Many moons ago, when we were very hungover one day, sitting under a blanket in our flat, which is what we did every Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> and, we and Tuesday were... and Wednesday. <laughs> and we were having a conversation about brown mascara. As in, who is keeping that industry going? What? <laughs> Why does it exist? And then... Yeah. What is the market for brown mascara? Who are the women who are buying it? It's the women who are buying the bootcut jeans, we decided. Oh, yeah. that is such a mm. perfect analogy. Yeah. I'm, I'm immediately in. <laughs> and then we started adding more and more character traits to this woman. You know, she yeah. buys anything with live, love, laugh written on oh, it. Oh, yes. Fond yeah. of an inspirational quote. Yeah. Fond of a, a bit of good drying. So any bit of sun and the clothes are out on the washing line. Yeah. Yeah. She is the woman who writes suits you under pictures of women holding babies on Facebook. Yeah, or kind of nudges people in real life. You're next. You're oh, next. next. Oh. Yeah, you're next. Um, the person who minds the handbags on a night out. So we started like putting all these these personality traits into one person and we decided just to call her Ashling. Yeah. And we had no idea <laughs> that this is going to spiral. Ten years later, we will be sitting here in this hotel room. So um, yeah, the book is about Ashling. Uh, we, we picked up her character and... Uh, Gave her well. She already had kind of a life. We've we've known her for ten years. We created her ten years ago. Gave her a life. Gave her some uh, troubles. Gave her some new experiences. Small and... T troubles, not capital T troubles. No, oh, not yeah. that troubles. No, not, not, not those troubles. She's been Belfast. Yeah. <laughs> the year is nineteen ninety four. 
in the day when we were when we started telling our, our inner circle about Ashling, everyone was like, oh, I know an Ashling or I sit beside an Ashling and work. So Emer created a Facebook page so we could share our Ashlingisms. Mm. Um because this was before WhatsApp and uh, Facebook Messenger and all these kind of things. Because we're so old. We're so old. <laughs> but then, you know, a couple of our friends joined it and then they recommended it to other friends and then slowly it started growing and now it has fifty thousand wow. members. So that was why I think a publisher came to us and said, hey, hey would guys, you do a book about this, Ashley? book. <laughs> and, and were you sort of, um, so I have kind of come full circle with this in that I remember I was in college in Cork and me and my housemates would literally be sitting on the blankets, reading the Facebook page, cacking ourselves. <laughs> and uh, and like it was just so incredibly well observed. And why I think it's um, going to be as big here as it has been in Ireland, and it has been huge in Ireland, um, is because everybody it's like this incredibly localised form of being basic do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, because like, yeah. the, the, the phrase being basic has gone like in the last few years it's a big thing isn't yeah, it yeah. Like, everyone really can but identify it but it's quite it. negative being basic whereas being yeah. Ashling it's, it's kind of like the nice side of yeah. it it's like the com- she's like the common denominator person she's like well we, we think she's like the friend that we wish we had in her like she's, <laughs> she's great crack and yeah. she loves a few yeah. drinks and you know but she's also pretty basic yeah. <laughs> I think the two things that I really that I kind of straight away was reading it and I thought oh yeah I get this was um, I haven't heard of anybody counting Weight Watchers points for, for ages <laughs> oh, but they're still being counted on the exactly <laughs> but then you know in the book when uh, you know because it's from Ashling's point of view it's like oh and then I had this biscuit four points <laughs> and I was like oh my god people still do yeah, this and it's also, been a minute yeah, yeah. yeah. Ashling can't walk past a shop window without mentally calculating all of the Weight Watchers points oh, as she yeah. walks past or when you're eating something she's just dying to tell you how many points are in yeah. there just like no Ashling I don't want to know just or like, let me have a thing yeah like passive aggressive notes in the office yeah, yeah. I was like yeah, she would be being annoyed at me. I'm the dickhead in the office. What do you do with the mugs? You don't rinse them. I, I She's rinse a Magella. Them, Alex is a Magella. Right. Yeah. So Magella is Ashling's yeah. best friend, who is what we would call in Ireland a bit of a hames. So where Ashling has never lost a phone, Magella loses a phone about Weeping. once every yeah once every few weeks, sure. and doesn't even bother buying phone insurance because like what's yeah. the point? Yeah, she's a hames. Crack screen. She won't. She's screen yeah. all the time. She's uninsurable. I think in many yeah. ways. Oh, but I she, think I'm going to put that on my dating profile. <laughs> uninsurable. Uninsurable. But it's funny because Magella is about like 40% Ashling. Like she's quite Ashling. Oh, she's a huge Ashling, yeah. yeah. But I think a key difference between Magella and Ashling is Magella dyes her hair. Ashling has never dyed her hair. This is she's Ashling exactly with the good hair. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when, you were, when you said, oh, she's supposed to be blonde, but you can tell she's she's pretty mousy. Oh, so yeah. yeah. And then I was like, oh, I can't imagine never dyeing my hair. Because <laughs> you're a Magella. Yeah, Magella think that yeah. way. Magella dyes her hair constantly. No, I was ginger yeah. last week. <laughs> I'm Ashling, lads. Like, I've never dyed my hair either. And I'm oh, the person are. who's like, oh, sure, I have natural highlights. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so that like you never dyed your hair no not really it's beautiful why would you dye that it's gorgeous does it it go a bit blonder in the sun it does of course it does Um, actually Emer Emer I was white blonde as a child (laughs) that is like a direct quote from Ashling and tell me does it have a natural kink Stupid of a scrunch with my moose. And, uh, <laughs> moose. Oh my a god. A diffuser. I got a diffuser off my mother one Christmas because she wants hey, me to you. be the ultimate. Actually, <laughs> stop tying your hair yellow. <laughs> Thank you, mum. Yeah. So, um, let's actually talk about what the process is. Like, you've created this like beloved character that like resonates with so many different people in Ireland. And uh, how do you go from like it being just these like small anecdotes in, in Facebook statuses to it being an actual narrative? 
Well, the, we kind of came at the book deal arseways, so we hadn't <laughs> written anything. We hadn't written any chapters. We didn't have an outline for a novel. Um, and the publisher came to us and said, write a book. And originally, I they probably thought that we were going to do it as a compendium of Ashlingisms and jokes and, you know, it had a few pictures in it. We said, no, actually, we think we're going to write a novel because we had known Ashling, the character between us and with our friends for so long. We felt like we could turn it into a novel, mm. but we didn't have kind of a storyline or a plot line, so we had to make one up. Right. So we just picked what is the most Ashling-tastic trait, and it is that she's been going out with the same guy for eight years and wants to get married. Mm-hmm. And we just picked that as our jumping off point. And in the book, it happens quite early on in the book, that, that doesn't happen, and it all goes a bit downhill for Ashling. So we just kind of kept going from there to see where it would take her. We, yeah. made, we if, made, literally made it up as we went along. <laughs> but if it wasn't for Gil approaching us, like Emer, myself and Emer met while we were at college. She worked in radio and in digital journalism and I worked um, in magazines and we were always, you know, really good friends and there was never a chance for our careers to overlap, like for us to work together. And then Gil approached us about doing the book and it was this opportunity. So we never thought it was going to be anything more than our friends might read it. Yeah. So, you know, we were like, oh, it's a bit of, an, bit of an effort writing a book, but it's something to do together. It's kind so of a cool project. Um, so if they hadn't approached us, we would never have gotten around to doing it. We're extremely lazy. We're so lazy. <laughs> um, so we're very grateful that they did because it would never have happened if we were left to to doing it <laughs> was it one of those things where like um, you go in all the meetings it's really exciting and everyone compliments you and then at the end of it you're, it's the two of you in a room being like oh we have to do this yeah, now yeah. blank page going yeah. 100% and we were like oh, what life experiences can we draw on and just yeah. put them into the book which is what we did what, what, I, what I really love about the intro to what can be Ashling, which is so like um, what the book is about is like this character Ashling, who's like she is basic but she's incredibly lovable and you like the minute you're on the page with her you're so like you would defend her with your life do you know what I mean you don't oh, yeah, want to hear like a moment of pain but then she has that thing what I think so many women have been through which is they um she's in a bathroom at a wedding and she hears two girls talking about her yeah. and they're very much like taking the piss out of like what she represents as a person to them and it's really quite painful intro but it also it's very much like what the book is about which is like kind of women looking at other women do you know what I mean mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, probably our first uh, introduction to Ashling, me and Sarah, when we came up with her, was probably a little bit us looking at other women mm-hmm. as Ashlings, but we quickly kind of turned it around so that she was a lovable Irish positive stereotype that we really wanted to to kind of give a voice. Because, I mean, there's lots of great Irish fiction and lots of great Irish women's fiction, but we didn't think this character had been really represented in it in any kind of humorous or positive way. So that's and what we, we wanted to like, do. Throughout the process, we kept going back to the manuscript and going, is she warm? Is she lovable? Like, is it, you know, it's based around, I guess, myself and Emer's experiences in that flat under the blankets, having the crack uh, with hangovers. And we wanted Ashling to have that. So as part of her journey, she ends up moving in with two other girls. But like, we wanted to make sure that she, I don't know, that she has a fully rounded life with Mm -hmm. friends and she doesn't just go from you know her country house living with her parents to like living with her husband or whatever we wanted to bring her on a bit of a journey yeah um that i think is kind of relatable yeah i think so how how was it work uh writing a book together i mean obviously you're kind of on the same page with things but was it was it difficult or was that was actually one of probably the easiest parts and it wasn't easy by any stretch of the imagination but in terms of physically writing the book together we would just uh write a chapter each and then come back together and read each other's chapters and go oh I thought it was really funny and oh we we have a new character there and then just carry on and how we started the book was we just decided what was going to happen in the first few chapters 
and then flipped a coin to see who would write chapter one and who would write chapter two and just started oh, going. Wow. Like we, so had, we, had signed, we had signed a contract. We had to write something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it was funny, we did a literary event a couple of weeks ago and there was a creative writing student in the audience and she was like, how can you possibly start writing something and somebody else continue your thoughts? Like, how is that possible? Yeah. And we were trying to explain that it's not our thoughts, it's Ashling's thoughts. Yeah. And we know her so well, we know her inside out, we know we can put her into any situation, put her in front of any person and we know how she'll react. Yeah. And yeah. the very few times we were we queried each other, it was just like, do you think she would really mm. say that? Like, given that this has happened and then it was like, oh no, you're probably right. And actually one of the beauties of that kind of system of writing was that in any one chapter I might introduce a random character just because mm-hmm. I have to fill the word count <laughs> and that character might end up being a Very major char- so <laughs> wow. I might write a chapter and introduce a character and then Sarah might take that character and run with it or yeah. vice versa so that is what happened a lot it's almost like writing your own book but also reading a book at the yeah. same time <laughs> yeah Emer, like when uh, it's funny because we'd come together and share our chapters and I would be screaming with laughter at her chapters and I'd be the same for her but I'd be like mine are shite oh my god <laughs> like, it's so shit nobody look at us don't look at me read this you have that moment of like I'm just writing your coattails you're the funny yeah, one and I'm yeah, terrible constantly constantly, constantly. constantly this girl's your star <laughs> oh, she's the one she's the one <laughs> but that's like I'm, I'm so envious in a way because uh, I've got my first book coming out uh, June which I'm really excited about oh, yes, I cannot wait thanks very much just thought this interview's about me really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know as, as wonderful and as exciting experience it is it is a very lonely one do you know what I mean like you've got your agent you've got your publicist you've got all these lovely people but it's Essentially, like you, you're, it's you against the world in a way. Yeah. Like, did you have those moments um, where you were like, maybe you got a dodgy review or something weird happened or whatever, where you were able to turn to each other and be like, oh, thank God you're here. At every moment, we turn to each other and go, thank God you're here. I like, would say at least once a day, we either text or say it out loud to each other. Thank God there's two of us. Oh. Like we- every time we have to go on live radio, like we did a live television, a Saturday night television <laughs> show in Ireland. Like I cannot describe to you how nervous we were. No, that's on Fridays. We, when, <laughs> it was Sorry. a Ray Darcy show. When we were on our way to the TV studios, like we considered trying to talk the taxi driver into just driving us into the river. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to grab the wheel at one stage. But like there's so many times where, you know, because... As you say, like writing is very solitary and we do, when we're writing our chapters, we go away and do it like, Emer will do it in her house, I'll do it in a cafe or whatever. Um, and it's because you just get more done, I think, when we're not distracting each other. Um, but then we are then we can be each other's sounding boards as well. You know, it's like, oh, do you think this should happen here? Or what if this happened? Or, oh, you know, so I think in that sense, yeah. I don't know how anyone, how anyone writes a book by themselves. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to do so many words by yourself. And we've, <laughs> we've just finished the second book, the second Ashling book. Well, almost, wow. it's almost finished. Um, and then our what we did with the first book was we we finished it but like loads of mistakes um, the one of the issues when it is two people writing is there's a lot of continuity problems <laughs> mm, so yeah, one person mm. is writing in March and the other person's writing in July and they're happily there tapping away yeah. and you're oh, like it's very oh, funny why is she wearing shorts <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah and um, oh, so geez. yeah so we need to come together we need to read the whole thing come together and like smooth out all of those issues before we give it to <laughs> our bosses technically to yeah. read our deadline was Friday hi <laughs> and here we are. What can you tell us about about the second book? Ooh. It picks up pretty soon after the last book ends. Um, it's, I think it's a matter of weeks, is it? Yeah. The continuity, and... we're not sure about the time frame. <laughs> it could change dramatically. And then most of the action, through a series of events, most of the action takes place down in Ashling's hometown of Ballygobard. Yeah, so in the first book she moves from Ballygobard to the buzzing metropolis of Dublin. <laughs> and then in the second book, circumstances take her back down home. 
Oh. Um, so she spends most of her time down there and there's new people and there's yeah. leaning in there's <laughs> sisters doing it for themselves there's That's romance me. is Ballygobod a real place? no no, okay. no it's but it not. might as well be it's so vivid yeah. like it's very much that Irish country town with two pubs and a shop yes yeah. and one yeah. of the things that are like it's so Ashling is um, it's so rural Ireland when um, like couples from neighbouring towns um, get married and they have been they have supported like rival football teams oh, they yeah. will have like a cake topper with the different jerseys on yeah. and that's really what we wanted yeah that in embodies <laughs> that yeah. embodies yeah. Uh, backwards Ballygobard <laughs> on the, on the Facebook page um, the, the town where Ashling is from was always kind of jokingly referred to as Ballygobackwards which is a little bit cruel but yeah. you know mm-hmm. it is yeah, rural yeah. Ireland uh, so for the book we changed it into Ballygobard because Ballygo Backwards just is not a yeah. realistic yeah. name to call something. Uh, but everyone refers to it as BGB. So. Yeah, which is the <laughs> nice Ballygo Backwards. <laughs> so one of the things that like I loved about the book so much, and what thousands of other Irish people did as well, is just how incredibly specific it is. Like It's like it's a kind of a sort of a general basicness, but also it's so specific and it, it makes you feel so seen to be like, oh, these are such <laughs> my, these are my lived experiences. These are the women yeah. I knew, the women I know, like, and it's like so, so Irish. But now that it's obviously being released in the UK, is there a little bit of trepidation around like, is this going to translate? A little bit. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been assured, I mean, when we never thought that anyone would read the book outside of our families. So the, the fact that it became such a massive success in Ireland, like it was, it was now we can understand like figures why how how crazy it was like we sold 11,000 copies on Christmas week last year which is just like yeah. phenomenal and then you were beating out David Williams for number we, one we right? beat him so to Christmas number one yeah. you actually did beat him yeah and yeah. he's like I mean I wasn't following this stuff before we wrote just the like book, Dustin but... the turkey <laughs> Bel- beloved Irish children's character <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah he's been to the Eurovision twice lads just so you know <laughs> he and he's a turkey <laughs> who? Um, Dustin the turkey is a puppet is a turkey oh I thought you meant David Williams <laughs> <laughs> also him Mm. so we never had like we didn't know if it would translate and we just kind of accepted that it wouldn't but then our agent who is Irish but works in London was adamant that other people would get it <laughs> and then it, it went to like kind of like an auction and there were several publishers interested and this blew our tiny minds yeah. in a major way um, so they absolutely we worked with Michael Joseph um, from Penguin and they have just been amazing not only do they get it but they have really like just ran with the whole concept and it's been amazing to work with them but um we had to do some revisions on the original manuscript. Oh, really? What did yeah. you change? There's, the, I enjoy, Francis Brennan. Yeah. There's so <laughs> any mention of an Irish celebrity who has never made it outside the, yeah. the coasts of oh, Ireland, right. uh, we kind of had to revise that. But we, we got a list of, of kind of queries from the, the editor, Michael Joseph. I enjoyed reading through them so much. So funny. So what funny. is GA? What is Camogie? What's well, they... The, What's an ESB poll? Ah, it's <laughs> an immersion. Just double checking what some stuff was, but also like, is Brezzy a celebrity or, you know? Yeah. So like an ESB poll is like a utility poll or I don't know, what's the what's the electricity provider in the UK? Oh, right. so, like an like like ADF or something. Yeah. Th- in Ireland, you no, see like it was a, just um, one, so that's why yeah. it's wrong. <laughs> no. It's more of you a pole, actual, oh, like a right. wooden pole. Oh, anyway. like a wooden pole. Yeah, yeah. wooden oh, pole. I thought yeah. pole was just another word for like pro- the provider. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> um, and then so there was, con- there was confusion about that. <laughs> yeah, there was phrases like in the nip, wigs on the green. Um, so in the nip means to be in the news. I know okay. that's from yeah. Father Ted. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh yeah. Good. Another pioneer. Yeah. Yeah. Wigs on the green. 
Um, um, to it, be in crazy trouble, like people getting scalped and the hair flying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's going to be wigs on the green. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. cool. I like. Yeah. I love. Yeah. I loved reading all the slang because <laughs> it was almost like deciphering what must that mean. Like when yeah. the, in the, you know the first scene, oh, she panicked about leaving the immersion on. Yeah. I was like. What the hell? <laughs> and then I thought that must be the heating. But we've actually written kind of a little glossary dictionary of some of the terms that are in the book for the uh, Michael Joseph Penguin Random House website. Just oh, that's to good. kind of help. Yeah. So immersion is one of them, and it's like well, yeah. in Ireland you don't have hot water unless you flick a switch. <laughs> what's, what's cod? Is that like to trick somebody? To cod someone is yeah, to, trick to trick them. them yeah, yeah. Huh, my, yeah. my translation skills are yeah. quite yeah. good. You could pass yeah. Irish now. Yeah. <laughs> but some of the notes that we got from from the the editor like we didn't have to change everything a lot of them were like I don't really know what this word means but I can guess yeah and I've enjoyed guessing and so I that enjoy was this enjoy- word this did, is funny. did anyone guess what nagging meant no I think we had to change it oh, what <laughs> yeah. oh wait 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 use it in context and see if me and Hannah yeah, can yeah. guess um, should we go cheeky nagging before we go out yeah Oh, right. Should we bring cheeky nagging into the pub with us? Oh, is it? Like, I've got a drink. drink. A, I've yeah. got a cheeky nagging in my handbag, <laughs> like a like a mini bottle of vodka or something. Yeah, yes. it's like a, is it? It's like a, do you have shoulders here? So it, it goes a nagging, a shoulder, and then a bottle. Yeah. Oh, so oh. Ba- a miniature basically. Yeah, I think yeah. it's like maybe five hundred mil. Yeah, but not like not, yeah, not like an airport miniature. Like, right. a, like a, Get a few drinks. No, it's size because your hand. Like what you like? It's like a hip flask. Do you know what you'd be able to do? You'd be able to strap it to your thigh under and dress. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of curved. It's yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know the, the yeah. one. Yeah. 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 yeah, so that's an agent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. great! I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Should do Love another this. one. Uh, a Kimberly. Use it in a context. Uh, oh, I had 10 Kimberleys last night watching The Late Late. <laughs> Is it a wank? <laughs> oh, God, you obviously haven't seen The Late Late. <laughs> it's a, it's ten a biscuit. Oh, it's a biscuit. It's a luxurious At Christmas, they're covered in chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I believe um, we don't have them here. Oh my god! I know they're delicious. So it's a brand of biscuit. It's not just any biscuit. Uh, it's a chocolate marshmallow biscuit. 
It's oh. not a brand. It's by Jacobs. <laughs> the designer, the biscuit designer Jacobs. <laughs> What's that thing you have on the TV at six o'clock? The Angelus or oh, the Angelus? The Angelus. It's yeah. the call to prayer. So uh, our, yeah, it's that Ireland's blew call my to, mind. Ireland's call David to prayer. David obviously is, does a bit about it, and I was like, "What? Yeah. It's still on. Turn on any telly." So Ireland is is you know currently trying to break free from the chains of its Catholic past. Yeah. But uh, every day at six o'clock, and actually every day at midday on the radio, there the the bells chime. Is right. it 12 bells or something? Oh, no doubt. Oh, I should tell you the last time I was in Mass. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, so, and and it's supposed to be a time of reflection. And then the news, the main evening news on RTE, which is the national broadcaster, starts at 6.01. Because the ambulance runs the from 6 until 6.01. Wow. And <laughs> Mad into Catholic. Uh, it actually is getting us into territory that I wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, well, at the time of recording, this is April 30th today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ireland votes on May 25th to try and repeal the Eighth Amendment, which will allow for uh, women to safely receive abortions in their own country. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a topic that actually comes up in the book. Yeah. yeah, an unexpected so, one. Many people thought Yeah, it was many people find it quite unexpected. So yeah, uh, obviously, as, as I said, when we were writing the book, we needed A to fill the word count. And we needed a plot. And we also wanted to reflect Ireland in 2017 when we were writing the book, or just modern Ireland. And we couldn't possibly do that, especially with a woman Ashling's age, without addressing the fact that Irish women can't access, uh, can't access abortion safely in their own country. They have to come here to the UK and they do it. 12 women a day come every day to uh, the UK, Liverpool, London are the most popular places. So there is an abortion storyline in the book. That's not much of a spoiler because we're not going to say too much more about yeah. mm-hmm. where the storyline comes in or who it affects. But um, it was just very important, I think, for Sarah and I, especially given that we had a platform. We didn't know at the time how big that platform was going to be, but yeah. it has proven to be quite important. I yeah, think. we felt it would have been remiss of us not to include it. And um, also we wanted, like Ashling has had a very privileged life, not in the sense that her family are wealthy or anything, but she's had a very cosy upbringing. So we wanted to push her out of her comfort zone and maybe, I don't know, maybe have her consider people who've gone through things that she might not have. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think there's there's a bit in the book where, and it's something we I actually say to people quite a lot, is you definitely know somebody in Ireland who's had an abortion. You might not think you do, but you definitely do. And that's true, I think, for everyone yeah. in Ireland. Oh, definitely. And it's crazy at home yeah. now at the moment with all the, it's four weeks now to the referendum and it's... It's it's tough. It's hard going. Ireland's not an easy place to be at the moment. No. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not the nicest of campaigns. It's so fraught. It's yeah. Like, even just today, there was some protests outside two of the maternity hospitals. Not even protests, demonstrations yeah. from the anti-choice side. And they, they, they go to these maternity hospitals and they use these massive banners with really horrific imagery um, on them. And it's shock tactics or whatever. But that's what it's come down to now. And it's really? awful. Because yeah. I don't think... in the. In the UK, we're hearing a lot... Of, well, I certainly feel like I'm hearing a lot about the yes vote. So mm-hmm, I'm like, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. great. But obviously, we're not seeing the neck. Do you agree with that? Yeah. We're um, not really seeing I, a lot of the no. Completely. Which is why I think... Uh, and why I'm really glad that this is such a timely interview for us. Because I don't. I think most UK women consider it a shoe-in. And I don't think women's rights in Ireland is ever a shoe-in. I think yeah. it's always something that's very incredibly hard won. Which was actually why, rereading the book today, I was really like moved, actually. Because... Uh, Ashling is not only from a very cosy upbringing, but it's a very like uh, classically conservative one. Where she, you know, she does go to mass sort of once a year, but her mum goes to mass every week, kind of thing. And uh, these are, these are the typical people who would vote no, yeah. mm-hmm. who would vote to keep the Eighth Amendment, which prevents women from traveling or from receiving uh, an abortion in their own country. And the fact that Ashling has stirred the other side, I think, 
I thought it was really great that she wasn't just somebody who was born and raised in the city. She was somebody who was programmed to vote no. And, you know, I know I know now that Ashling, even though she's fake, she'd vote yes. And yeah. I'm oh, hoping absolutely. that the real Ashlings out there do yeah. vote yes also. Yeah, yeah. 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 no, know? we've, we'd like, the Facebook, our Facebook group, which is 50,000 members, is very pro-choice. And, you know, we have a policy there where you can't post your anti-choice nonsense. But we've marched in... Um, it was in March every September for March for Choice um, and we last year we because the book had done very well we sprung for a banner yeah. and uh, we had this <laughs> Ashlings for Choice banner in Comic Sans I saw that yeah, yeah. Um, and we wanted to create a kind of a space a safe space where Ashlings maybe wouldn't have marched previously and they would be happy to yeah. march with us because we're yeah. just like and we've, we've had so many amazing correspondences from you know daughters and even mothers who've read the book and it has um kind of inspired conversations between generations and people oh, to sit down and talk about it and that's been very rewarding and that's what we need to do as well at home now is we just need to have conversations face-to-face conversations with people and ask them how they're going to vote and will they please vote there's yes. a lot of undecideds the undecideds are Definitely. worrying and uh, i know that lots of our uh listener bases are are tend to be english women and you might think this is our fight but it's yours as well because you're receiving these women every day in this country and it behooves you to you know stand up for us really mm-hmm. so um you can d- d- donate your money to the abortion support network which helps women arrange that travel you can donate to mary stopes which is the same thing and do your best to sort of amplify irish women's voices to try and get this through yeah. in the next few weeks that would be amazing mm. sorry i feel like we're really <laughs> 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 no 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 I think, I think we should it's but, you know yes yeah, important yeah, I, I, I oh, mean, I've got, I've got, a, got a fun question to okay. end right. As somebody who has read the book very recently, now that I know how you wrote it, who wrote the first chapter? <laughs> Sarah did. <laughs> oh, well, actually, no. Oh, there's, there's a prologue. There's a prologue, yeah. and then there's a first chapter. Who wrote the prologue? Oh, we wrote that I together. Think we wrote it together because yeah. it was one of the last things we wrote because one of the problems of the novel was that we had to introduce the idea of what an Ashling is very early on. Yeah. So we wanted it to be accessible to people outside the Facebook group and people who just were like, like my mother who was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Did you really write a book? Are you lying to me? <laughs> <laughs> what have you been doing? Yeah, but I think the prologue, and because we wanted to set Ashling up as a certain type of person, um, so that took many, many drafts. So I'm not even sure who wrote the first one. Yeah, I have no idea. We wrote that, it together. Yes. Aww. Aww. That's beautiful. It's like your mediums and maybe Ashling wrote it through you yeah <laughs> I think so yes I was, I was gonna say because I was like now I'm gonna look and be like oh, okay now I've ne- met you both and that you're you're writing this bit and you'll never get oh you'll never get yeah. and actually even though we started out writing like one chapter then she writes the other chapter and so on it, it didn't end up working out like that because you might start on a storyline and then end up writing three chapters on that oh, storyline yeah, yeah. So you'll never be able to guess who wrote And then as well, if you're in the editing, you have to go back and like, there's loads of things I write. And I'm like, oh, this needs the Ema McLeish magic on it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very much. Yeah, it's very much a collaborative yeah. effort. Aww. I've got a question for Ashling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so does Ashling listen to podcasts and which podcast does she listen to? Ooh. Oh, I, I mean, I, she loves an old crime podcast. <laughs> I'm not sure I would say, say the podcast. I would say in 2018 she might be just about getting into the <laughs> cereal. Cereal. I think she might have asked a few people in work, well, how do I get the podcast onto the phone? Yeah, and, <laughs> and now she's like, do you think he did it, lads? And people are like, well, we talk, talked about this two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Let's Here have the conversation go. again, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she'll probably, she, once she gets into them, 
I she think might... she'd subscribe to this podcast. Yeah. Oh, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I think she's still listening to her Westlife greatest hits. And yeah. why wouldn't you? Yeah. Ed Sheeran, big yeah. Ed Sheeran fan. Yeah. So many bangers. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for inviting oh, us God. to our hotel room. Thanks Thank for you. coming. <laughs> Come again in a, in a very non-me too way. Yeah. <laughs> it's all consensual. <laughs> Uh, where can people find you guys on Facebook and on Twitter and everything? So the Facebook group is called Oh My God What a Complete Ashling, but it's actually a closed private Facebook group so you have to request to access it and we currently have about 10,000 member requests <laughs> not to put you off or anything but um, it's just because it's such a, a warm and friendly community we find if we let thousands of people in at one time it's it's not very uh, ah. it's not very they lose the run of themselves they lose the run of themselves and make a show of the page and then we have to yeah, yeah. delete it uh, <laughs> I want to be Irish everything you say just like I know exactly what you mean it's such a great turn of phrase oh. everything <laughs> you say <laughs> Um, and then on Twitter I am at Sarah JB that's S-A-R-H-J-A-Y-B-E and I am Emer the Screamer that's E-M-E-R the Screamer (laughs) (laughs) and we're the same on Instagram yes amazing thank you so much fabulous thanks guys thank you thank you for coming Thanks for listening to this bonus episode. Sarah and Dima's book, Oh My God, What a Complete Ashling, is out now. We'll be back on Tuesday with a new episode, so until then, goodbye. Goodbye. To you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.